we invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. Hey, Kelly. It's Jeffrey Cloninger, your podcast host and friend sitting right across from you. How Hi. are you? Hi, Jeffrey. I'm I'm doing well. I'm Like I said, my voice is a little taxed because we have been working so hard this week and recording yeah, so we many episodes, and I'm so grateful. And this is what I sound like when I have spewed wisdom all weekend. I just sound really <laughs> Well, like, hoarse. it is called Conversations with Kelly, so it's plural, and it's expected that you're going to be doing some talking. I know. I'm going to need some of your guidance on how to do voice training, I think, though. All right. Well, you know. first of all, some deep breaths in. Mm-hmm. And just to, you know, aspirate a little bit of a tone on the way out. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Uh, all right. Okay. So I'm not sure if our listeners want to hear all of that, but you know, it is also relaxing when you when you do do a little bit of a vocal warm up. Um, we'll do that in a different podcast. But today, Kelly, what are we talking about today? I am so excited because you know who, who we have back is our Ooh. friend Brian Pyatt, who is going to be joining us today talking about compassion through struggle. You know, many of us have had, all of us actually have had. Uh, trials in life, we've struggled in life, we've had we've had loss, we've maybe had diagnosis that have changed our life, we have had illusions that we've had to grieve and things that have not gone the way that we would like them to go. And we're really hard on ourselves and maybe those around us. So when we had Brian on several months ago, we were talking with Brian about mental health and not being alone. And he brought up some beautiful things about compassion. So yeah, he is graciously offered to come back and, and let us interview him. For those of you that don't know Brian Pyatt, he check him out, please on the refresh network on Facebook and refresh net on Instagram. Brian has some beautiful things, um, that he has produced around mental health. And I really, you know, that's one of the things that's so beautiful about this podcast is you know, we're international. We reach several countries that subscribe to this. And I really want to help get Brian's message out because it That's great. is such a beautiful one. So are Let's you bring him on. Brian. Well, hello, friend. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> that was probably a really like long, but not long enough introduction to you. Yeah, could you keep talking, actually? I know. I'll let you add more to that. <laughs> Brian, welcome back. I'm so grateful. I know that the, oh. the first podcast recording we, we did um, touched several people, and I'm guessing some of your followers listened to it because I heard from people I didn't necessarily know, and they loved the part about mm-hmm. um, seeing you kind of having come through that really difficult time in your life and that, you know, just because we come through it once doesn't mean we never go back and visit it. We all know that. But that one of the things that helps us move through it is compassion, right? And and not feeling Absolutely. alone. So what is your, what's Absolutely. your take? What's your take? What have you learned about compassion for self or um, being gentle with yourself? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've learned that um, it can be a really, really hard thing to nurture. You know, I think that it's a, it's a daily practice. I know for myself, I think 
you know, there might be one day where I feel like I have it pretty well mastered. And then the next day I'm, I'm completely a mess and I'm really, really hard on myself. And, and I think that's, um, you know, especially when, when talking about things like mental health and, and, and just all the other struggles that we go through in our life, it's, it's a really fluid, it's a really fluid thing, right? Mm-hmm. Some days it's, it's easier than others. And so, um, but what I think what I've, what I've realized is that, that having compassion for ourselves and really approaching, I think all the things that we're experiencing as human beings on a, on a day-to-day basis really requires some element of, of gentleness. I know Kelly, you and I have talked about that recently, just kind of this idea of just being really gentle with ourselves mm-hmm. because we, we can be our, our own worst critics. You know, the way that we talk to ourselves often is, I mean, straight up sounds like a bully sometimes, you know, we wouldn't really, we would not put up with um, somebody else talking to us the way that we talk to ourselves sometimes. And so I, uh, I, I always just tend to look at, at struggle and all the things that we're experiencing as we're all just doing the best that we can. I, I really, um, I think the, the human spirit is a, is a really beautiful, amazing thing. And, and there can be really, really tough times. And yet we're all just doing the best that we can. And why don't we just give ourselves a little bit of credit for that and just really allow ourselves to kind of show up day in and day out with whatever we have going on and just kind of allow ourselves to feel those things and not beat ourselves up so much um, when things get really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, you know, you remind me of a, an experience I had when I was a kid. I used to sing um, and I was in high school and I, there was this big concert and uh, I got up on stage and I forgot the lyrics twice to the same song. I started it three mm. times. And to this day, I go back in time and I beat myself up for that experience. Right. And, and it's like, yeah. it, I know like I could have done better and I, right now, cause I know that that experience will probably pop up in my life again what I try to do now is just give it that space like, Oh yeah, that happened and I'm okay. And if I can do that, then I don't hook into it the way that I, that I used to, I used to just spend so much time, especially right after it happened, Mm -hmm. like just thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm terrible. I'll never make it. I'm not good. Right. And so the space or the amount of time I used to spend on doing the judgment part that, you know, it was, you know, 10 times. And now it's like, point two interesting right oh and isn't it interesting how when we have those experiences in life they're they're familiar they come back to us in another way whether we said something wrong in a meeting or we forgot to turn something whatever it may be it's so interesting how that comes back and one of the things that brian another thing you talk about often and i certainly have seen this and jeffrey you and i have had many conversations about this is this shame piece where shame when when shame enters the same space as compassion it it diminishes shame and it's it's such an interesting and i i've recently been talking a lot about walking into vulnerability and i wrote about it on my facebook page recently about how we enter into vulnerability and most of us want to walk around it but ironically where our peace, our contentment, our wisdom, our healing, it literally lives within that space of vulnerability. And I think being, you know, expressing that we feel shameful about something is very vulnerable, right? Because shame has such an ugly word. But I have, I literally have this vision in my head 
when I feel shame about something or if I feel embarrassed about something, that I, I, I have a visual of what compassion looks like. And for me, it's so interesting. It's a heart with two arms and it has feet. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but it... It's really cute. Well, it sound, I know it sounds strange and I've never actually even said this to anybody. So this is the first... I don't know why I'm choosing... You're being vulnerable. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like I actually have never told this to anybody. I'm not sure why I'm choosing this moment, but it's just coming out. Like it's this heart. It has arms and it has legs. And it walks up and it hugs me in or whatever my shame looks like. Ugly, blob, gross. And when I allow compassion to meet the shame or the embarrassment or the whatever, it does diminish it. It just, it's like, oh, you know, and that, that little heart is maybe me or someone else. I'm not sure. I love that so much, Kelly. I, because I, you know, shame, I, I've always said that shame, I think, is is the hardest human emotion to, to maneuver. I think it's one of them. I think it's one of the, you know, the, you know, we can have, we can have certain struggles in our life. You know, I, I tend to always come at it kind of more from like a mental health lens. Mm-hmm. And there can be the anxiety and there can be the depression and there can be that intrusive thoughts that might be coming along with things like OCD that I've struggled with. Um, those things are hard enough to deal with, but then when you kind of add that layer of shame on top of it and this kind of idea of there's something wrong with me and I'm not worthy and, you know, I'm defective and I need to be fixed and all of those things. I think those are the things that can really, really take us out and really kind of send us to a whole other level of struggle. Um, and, and I've, you know, in, in my own life, um, you know, Kelly, I know I've talked to you a lot about this mm-hmm. stuff because, you know, with, with, with OCD and a lot of these intrusive thoughts that I've struggled with over the years, um, that there's, a, there's an incredible amount of shame that go with those, that go with those things. And there's a lot of, I think for, you know, for anybody listening out there, I know um, OCD can, can be a very misunderstood um, disorder, but a lot oftentimes can, can manifest in the form of intrusive thoughts, really kind of intrusive, like, taboo just obsessions mm-hmm. that your mind gets really fixated on and you start ruminating about and and those things can convince you of some pretty scary things about yourself and make you question kind of who you are at the core um and so this idea of compassion for me has been um i think as of late something that i've really tried to incorporate a lot in my life and then really have tried to kind of weave that into into my approach day to day with my mental health because at the end of the day you know, I, I think it's so important to remind ourselves of things like, um, you, you know, that, that I'm enough, right? And then mm-hmm. that you're enough just as you are. Like at the end of the day, we are all, no matter what it is that you're experiencing, we're all just human beings on this planet doing the best that we can to show up for our lives, whatever that is. And um, I think we oftentimes, we really, really lose sight of that, I think, along the way. And we really pick up these stories that there's something wrong with us. Um, and truly, I, I think one, one beautiful lesson in some of the stuff that I've struggled with is that I, I literally think somebody could tell me anything about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And it's like no judgment, you know, I mean, like, exactly. whatever it is that you are struggling with out there, um, you're a human being. And if you're breathing in this moment, you are worthy. And I think I really tried to infuse some of that stuff, um, that, that, that compassion for ourselves into, um, into the things that I've, that I've been experiencing. So I, compassion and, and as a way to kind of counteract shame, I think is, is huge because shame is, 
shame is so tricky. Oh, it's, it's really, really a tough one to maneuver. Well, and you know, I it's so interesting because yes, it does come with the mental health, and I see it also in the work I do with people around grief or end of life, where yeah. they have shame about a mistake they've made or a thought they've had. And it, it just, it becomes bigger than the actual thing. And so it beca- it takes a life on its own. And so then when we meet that with compassion, which can be forgiveness or an understanding of maybe you did the best you could do at the time, it does diminish. And your part of compassion, right, is holding space. Not, you know, when I say non-judgment, it's not that we can't have an opinion about something, right? I mean, like, Absolutely. if somebody came up to me and said, you know, I hit my spouse every night. I'm going to have an opinion about that, but I also can hold the space for them and think, okay, what can we, how can I add to that healing or how can I hold that space for you? Because you're coming to me and you're telling me, which is an invitation. I think part of what you're saying, Kelly, is that we need to acknowledge the reality of whatever's happening. Exactly. Exactly. You can't ignore. Right. The event or the thing. And so it's like, where can, where can I find a compassion for that person? And where can I, I don't have to agree with that person, but. Where can I find compassion? And maybe it's like, wow, that must have taken a lot for you to tell me that. Like, that's where the compassion can meet, you know? And, and you know, Jeffrey, as Brian was talking, it's interesting because I'm watching you. And for those of you that don't know, Brian's calling in to our studio in Chicago. He's calling in from Minneapolis. And so you can't see Jeffrey, but you, Jeffrey, were really resonating with Brian when he was talking about judgment of self. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, actually, I wanted to ask a question, <laughs> but I can talk about it here <laughs> in a second. Um, like your eyes were watering. Uh, I, were they? Yeah, your eyes were watering when I Brian think that, was talking. Um, I was thinking about ways that we can practice compassion. Um, and Kelly, you just kind of alluded to a few things here. One was forgiveness. One was acknowledgement. One was creating space. But I'm planting the seed right now for Brian. I'd love to hear your perspective on how you practice compassion. And and to answer your question, Kelly, or what was I going through as, as Brian was talking, was I was just thinking that, you know, so often we go down that shame path and we are feeling that we're not enough. And so I, think it was res- I was resonating with that story which can be on repeat in my head from time to time. Mm -hmm. And kind of like the story I shared about forgetting the words or the lyrics to a song back when I was 17 years old, you know, that tape has played from time to time over the years, just like the I'm not enough tape has played in several situations. And by several, I mean, I mean, there's countless times where we just, we leave a situation and we think, oh gosh, I didn't do enough. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. And and where does that come from? You know, how do we learn that? And then equally, how do we how do we learn? And this gets back to how do we practice? How do we learn to practice compassion? How can how do we let that in and how do we make make it a a ritual to uh, to use your words to counteract the shame? I yeah, I'll I'll kind of I'll, I'll... I'll get it started here. And I, you know, one thing that as you're talking, Jeffrey, too, I, um, that a mantra that I've really been working on in my own life lately is, is this idea of progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. I think there's such a like, there's so much, so much dang perfection that are, is just like seeping into so many of our lives. And I know, I mean, Jeffrey, I can so resonate with that. I think that there's, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and I, and I put so much pressure on myself over the, over the years to, you know, 
be in the perfect job, be in the perfect relationship, be the perfect person to, in conversation, like social anxiety kind of stuff. And, and how's that um, all going for you? That, <laughs> yeah, that, um, <laughs> I did really good for like 20 years and then somehow I burned out trying to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, I mean, it, we just put so much pressure on ourselves when we step out into the world every day. And I, you know, I don't know where we, I don't know where we get that from, but, but somehow we're all kind of, so many of us are picking up on that. And what a beautiful lesson to just learn how to kind of dial back on that a little bit. And I know that that takes, that takes a lot of work and it's not a simple thing, but um, I, I, I so resonated with that, Jeffrey, when you said that. And I think as, as far as, you know, cultivating compassion, I, um, I am really practicing compassion on a, on a day-to-day basis. I, I tend to look at it, you guys, as just finding time for myself sometimes, I think, is mm-hmm. an, an act of compassion. So going, you know, doing um, a meditation practice or going to yoga um, or, you know, I've been doing some breathwork stuff recently. That's, a, that's, a, that's an act of compassion for myself to really just kind of give myself that permission to just, like, rest. And, and kind of fill up my cup a little bit. I think um, I think sometimes, to be honest with you, it, it might sound a little odd, but I I, um, I can spend a lot of time really trying to be really serious about life mm-hmm. and really trying to always be growing and always be evolving and, and you know growing my business or, or you know growing the refresh network. Yeah. And I and I I think those things are really really important. But sometimes, you guys, I think an act of compassion to myself is to kind of put that stuff at the at, on the doorstep and just like enjoy a night with somebody, you know, and just like having fun. Totally. Like like just giving myself kind of kind of this permission to dial back a little bit and right. just kind of lean into life and, and the beautiful moments that are like right there um, in front of us. That's so and beautiful, so, Brian. I mean, that I, uh, is, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I, I think we all have to do that more. I, I agree. And you know, what's so interesting, um, going back to the shame component, because I do think, that word, oh my goodness, it's just, it's, it's shameful to even say it. (laughs) It's just so like, Mm -hmm. I think all of us can Mm -hmm. resonate with it. And behind what I've noticed as a therapist is that behind shame is the fear of being exposed somehow. So Mm -hmm. others Mm -hmm. knowing, others knowing we made a mistake, others knowing that we think something, you know, and I, And I see that that in itself gets in the way of compassion because people don't feel worthy of compassion. And many people were raised in a family system that they they were not met with compassion, but they were also met with the message that you are not deserving of compassion. So if you made a mistake, you need to be punished. And I am wondering if the listeners today and if all of us can come up with what does our visual of compassion look like? You know, mine again is the heart, the legs, the arms hugging me, but that, what does it look like? And Brian, you bring up a really good point because most of the time when people think of compassion, they think it's, it's to meet a really difficult space. Maybe, it, maybe within laughter, maybe within having fun, maybe within that, maybe it's not all about the dark, deep shame and all that. You know, maybe it's also about the beautiful light spaces in life and Jeffrey, you asked about what are some ways we can meet ourselves with compassion. I always go back to our little, you know, our little person, little Kelly, little Jeffrey, little Brian, the, the kiddo in us, that little person 
How would we treat that little? And that is where you come with compassion. So mm. if the little child walks up to me and says, I, I feel so bad. I, I forgot my lines on, on the dance or on the dance floor. On the, um, oh, I forget those moves too. <laughs> no, I forgot my lines on the, <laughs> on the, sta- on the stage and I'm such an idiot and I'm not talented. How am I going to meet that little child? And what am I going to say? That's the compassion. Yeah. It's not, yeah, you're an embarrassment to the world and you're, you know, you suck and you're never going to, it's, it's not that. So we, if we can look at ourselves as a smaller child, sometimes that helps us meet ourselves with compassion. That's a great technique, Kelly. And just like allowing ourselves to be human, you know, yeah. like giving ourselves permission to be, to be human and not on all the time and not perfect. And, and we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have it all figured out. I know for me, that's always um, kind of the, the, the tape that's playing in the back of my mind a lot. And so sometimes it's just allowing myself to show up you know, my, my mantra, you guys, is for this year is allow and show up. Mm-hmm. You've heard me talk about that. Really allowing myself to, like, feel whatever it is that I'm experiencing, feeling the doubt, feeling the uncertainty, feeling the messiness, like, whatever that is, and still, you know, having my actions be more in line to, you know, how do I show up for my life in the way that I want to in relationships and friendships and, mm-hmm. you know, my job, like, all the things. And I think, that's, I think that can be an act of compassion. It's just giving ourselves And doesn't it make life a lot easier? You don't have to spend all this energy trying to find the right answer, trying to be perfect, trying to show up in the way that yeah. you think the world wants you to do. Right. You know, I sit in meetings yeah. a lot, and I the, the leaders that I'm most impressed with are the ones who can comfortably sit back and say, I don't know the answer, mm-hmm. right? And they don't struggle... They don't struggle to make something up. And, you know, I've been in on both sides of this coin where I've, you know, wanted to say, oh, yes, um, mm," you know, and then then you lose yourself and then you lose the present moment. And what's underlying all that? It's fear. Yep. And so for me, I've been trying to practice kind of the sidestep that says, hey, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to figure that out. And and it, it goes back to your point, Kelly, about giving space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say, as you were talking, Jeffrey, there's two things. One is, so compassion is allowing us to be authentic, right? And to, if we allow our authenticity to, which which can say, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of scared. I don't really know all these answers that you're asking me these questions to or whatever that may be. So I think with authenticity... There is actually an example I have from yesterday talking about this where Jeffrey had a um, a lot going on on his work schedule and we were supposed to be recording and whatever and you kept apologizing to me. And what was interesting is you showed up for me just in your physical manner. So like you were in the room holding the space as I'm over here working, whatever, whatever. And But you had an idea of how you should have shown up for me yesterday. And when that didn't get met then it was the shame or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And so I think it comes back to again, and Brian, I know you and I have talked about this as well. The expectations that we have of something, I am, it's supposed to look like this A, B or C or D. And when it doesn't, then somehow I have failed. Right. You know, and right. And you weren't telling me yesterday that I had failed. You were telling me quite the opposite. You're like, no, it's okay. Take care of what you need to take care of. Yeah. And so I think that that, that's so important for, for those of you that are listening also to know that 
what are the futuristic expectations you're putting on yourself? I mean, compassion comes also from, as Brian, as you say, is allowing the space to be human, but that when we show up and we have an idea of what that looks like, we also have to allow for plan B, C, D, and E to, to happen as well. You can't put it on and say it's going to fix everything. Yes, it can counteract shame and it can help, but in order for it to work, it's got to kind of meet up with wherever you are. Absolutely. And Brian, I, w- I do want yeah. you to say something. The one thing I also want to say is don't be hard on yourself if you didn't have compassion because then this gets into a really dangerous kind of cycle where now I'm beating myself up because I wasn't compassionate with myself. Let's, let's just show up to the moment using your, your terminology, Brian. Let's show up to the moment, each of our moments, and just be authentic in the way that we can be. And then allow, you know, I, I just, compassion, you guys, it's such a, it is really a beautiful thing. And another word for it is gentle. And Brian, can you, I know we're going to be wrapping up here, but can you also talk about compassion for others? So when you were going through yeah. your, your really tough time and not to make it sound like it's one and done, but in that experience a couple of years ago, when you were really struggling the compassion maybe for others that didn't show up for you in the way you needed or maybe said something that was hurtful because people listening are certainly going to have experienced that, that people in their life, I hear it all the time. Um, people didn't show up for me as I needed. People aren't, my people aren't who I thought my people were. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. I think that people and, and how they're showing up for us. So if we come to them and we say like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time or I'm really, you know, this is, Right. Like that's just another example of, of somebody else 
just doing their best to show up as a human being. And sometimes that looks really messy. Um, that being said, if somebody's being verbally abusive to you and, right. and you're doing anything like that, then that's, that's a whole other conversation. Yep. But, um, you know, there, there is a, there's a learning curve there. I mm-hmm. think when, when you start to really open up to people and, and share those things. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, we could continue talking about this, I mean, on and on, and I know we... And we will another time. <laughs> so we're bringing Brian Pye back for the 45th time this year. Um, but, you know, Brian... I'm in. Well, you're just, you know, I really respect people that are able to be vulnerable and able to be authentic and say, I don't have all the answers and I don't have all this, but what I love and... You know, I've I've said this with Jeffrey, and I know, I think it was when you and I spoke, Brian and Hudson, I remember getting in the car and feeling this overwhelming gratitude that we're, we've, like, arrived at a time where we can have these talks because we've come through very difficult times. And to be able to just share some knowledge with people is such a, you know, to be at that space in life where you're not so on your knees in the middle of the street vulnerable, but that you're at that space. And I think when I look back at all of my healing that I've done in my life, it's, it's that combination of meeting, whatever it is, shame, regret, guilt, inadequacy, um, fear. It is truly meeting it with that little heart that walks with the arms and the legs and, and just holds me, you know, in that space. And it actually, you guys, I mean, I, I still, you know, I, I can't believe I'm, I've even, because I know it sounds so crazy and, and strange, but that little heart has has meant a lot. And I, I'm i glad I've introduced the world to my heart. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful conversation this has been today. And I am truly so grateful to both Jeffrey and Brian. And one of the things that resonated with me is a quote that I read from Buddha. If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. And that, that really resonated with me. It's like, wow, not that we're about out trying to complete life and make everything fit together, but it's just another reminder to put ourselves in the equation. And as Brian Pyatt has reminded us, we're doing the best we can do in our moments of being human. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another great conversation. Yeah, Brian, we're really grateful to you. And Thank you, friend. May, really honored. May all people out there find moments of compassion for themselves. Go find your little heart with its legs and its arms. I'm going to go search for it right now. (laughs) See you, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode. You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note, we've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.